everybody gets the urge to pull the escape hatch and go to Target for an hour or hit your favorite barbecue joint for lunch. But is that what you really need? Escapism takes many forms, and today we're getting honest about how Danielle and I escape and how to shift your perspective from escape to growth and why that shift will help you build a legendary marriage. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. But you can have a legendary marriage filled with passion, fun, and adventure together. That's why each week we share stories and ideas about building a life, a love, and a legacy together. And at the end of every episode, we challenge you to find a time with your spouse to build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter. Welcome to the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Justin, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Danielle. Yes, this is episode 178, and we are your hosts. Um, I want to say that I had an amazing Mother's Day. Thank you very much, honey. I got to give you some major props. Yeah. I know you gave... I'll take them. I let the girls take all the credit, but I know you were the... Wizard of Oz, man behind the curtain, so thank you. I am the great and powerful. <laughs> no, not really. Not, not terribly great. And you want to know? Powerful. You want to know? It was so crazy because normally it's like, oh, go out for brunch for Mother's Day or, you know, whatever kind of business. But my favorite part of Mother's what Day. What is this go out thing you speak of? <laughs> exactly. My favorite part was just sitting on the back patio. You had made us like a Tex-Mex feast, Mm -hmm. which is kind of my jam. Yep. And the girls were running around in their swimsuits, you know, playing in the water. And we're just sitting there eating our Tex-Mex and had a kombucha on one hand. And I was just kicking back and loving life. Hanging out in your brand new zero gravity chair. It was very lovely. Thank you. I leaned over to Caroline and I said, I love my life. And she (sighs) said, me too. And it's weird because right now you're like, what am I loving? I'm just loving sitting on my patio. Being in the backyard. Eating dinner. And it was (laughs) interesting because everybody was out in their backyards and like... Yeah, one of we the, live in Texas, y'all. One of the That's, neighbors outside is not your friend. I I was loving it. One of the neighbors, a couple doors down, was playing the banjo. The people behind us were having a pool party. Yeah. The people, well, I mean, just with their family, but the yeah. people next to us, they had their family out. They yeah. were eating dinner too. So it was like it felt I really. Serious, I love the vibe. I, I just have love serious it. Serious backyard envy of our next door. I neighbors. know. Just don't look over there, honey. Uh, like. If I could, if I could, if I was going to spend a bunch of money on our backyard, I would basically just duplicate what they did. Um, I think that would be a little creepy, but yes. Um, they look out the window and be like, what happened? <laughs> we just, we stole everything out of your backyard and we put it in our backyard. Hey, before we dive in today, mm-hmm. I want to mention, we have this great resource out there. It's totally oh, yeah. free. It's called the seven secrets of legendary marriages. You can grab it at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. There's nothing in there about stealing your neighbor's landscaping though. No, no. So, but there's lots of other good but stuff. There's lots of other good stuff. <laughs> um, great. Um, read it in, in five minutes and be able to execute, at, apply uh, today to build more intimacy and connection in your marriage. Yes, that's awesome. Okay, um, so today we're talking about how to stop 
escaping your life. Um, you know, we all have that feeling like I got to get out of here. Let me out. 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 Let Some me out, of let us me out, let me out. more than others. Yeah. But in an attempt to raise um, your hand, if you're getting stir crazy. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's part of or a natural if you've thing. Ever been stir crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's like, how do we deal with that hmm. is, is the thing. Because I feel like we've talked about this on here before. We go through these different stages where we're like, no, it's going to turn around in a couple weeks. Yeah. And, you know, and for those listening 15 years in the future, oh, or whatever, we're in COVID quarantine this is right still, now. <laughs> this is like 17 years of COVID quarantine. No, stop. Do no. not even say that. But no, the tendency is to kind of numb out. But this stuff is universal, right? Like yeah. you don't have to be in a pandemic to, to, oh, to be dealing with Oh, yeah. This. When hard stuff comes. Everybody you... tries to escape. Yeah. We all try to escape sometimes. Yeah. You want to numb out, tune out, zone out, um, and just survive. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that's the message. Like if we can just survive until we yeah. get, quote, back to normal, which I don't even know what that but even is or it, it, if it's possible. It doesn't. It almost <laughs> never accomplishes what you need it to accomplish. Well, what is it? I mean, okay, I'm just asking you, like, what do you think it is that we need to accomplish? Because I will admit, I've been watching more Netflix than usual. Yeah. I've been, um, and I know there's been some other issues with, you know, I, I know alcohol, what is it called? The alcohol stores are deemed essential <laughs> stores, like, sure. because... You know, you're having more alcohol, more porn, more yeah. tech stuff. Porn, evidently, more... porn use is up like 25 million percent or something like that. 25 million percent? I don't think that's even possible. Would people I, do anything else I, with I their don't know. entire lives? I'm like, I'm like, what can you... Like, is there really that much that's that interesting? Like, after you've seen a few things, like, it, it's just... It's all the same thing. It gets kind of repetitive. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Up, down, in, out, left, right. <laughs> Stop. I don't know. But the tendency is to do some like, sort of How many of positions escape. are in the Kama Sutra? There aren't that many. Like I, 60 or something? Like I don't know, honey. I'm not an avid Kama sutra but maybe we could work on that. Hey, Siri. Stop. <laughs> how many positions are in the Kama Sutra? Let's see. You say 60? Uh, oh, there's an app, a Kama Sutra app that says there's over, you can try over 400. Oh, well, 60. Okay. Shoot. Well, oh. I guess you were wrong on that one. I don't know. Um, I think you, you have to be like an Olympic level athlete to try more than maybe. Yeah. We need to 10. work on that. Um, that would be a, that would be an awesome date night. Let's yeah. try all. But, but the point is people 400. use food and sex and drugs and TV and movies and you know, mountain biking or whatever the hey, thing is. Wrong with mountain sometimes bike. we use it to escape. Yeah. And sometimes at a certain that's, point. Sometimes that's good. Like having hobbies and interests is good. And like you, you gotta check in and go, am I am I being restored by this? Is it yeah. nourishing my soul? Is it fueling my mind? Is it is it is it am I taking in creative energy so that I can put it out with my wife or my husband, with my kids, with my work, with my... Well, I think it's a consciousness thing too, because I think at a certain point it shifts. So if you're like, oh yeah, I really like, you said mountain biking and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about mountain biking, but like if you're doing it for a couple hours a week, 
as a restoration yeah. kind of thing, that sounds great. But if you're doing it for three hours a day, yeah. you may have to check and like yeah. ask yourself, okay, what is happening? Why am I mountain biking three the, the hours a day? The most common one right now, I think, is is they call it stress scrolling. Oh. So it's just scrolling through Facebook or Instagram oh or gosh. Pinterest or whatever it is. But here's the thing. We're saying stop escaping your life. Like, we get it. We, we are a people, particularly in North America, who go out. Like, we, we value yeah. our freedom to oh, come and go oh, as yeah. we please, oh, yeah. to do whatever the heck we want, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness and everything. And to some degree, we're compromising that. We're, we're being asked to shelter stay in home. place, mm-hmm. stay home, wear a mask, do these things that, that feel restrictive. Right. But it's also highlighting something for us. Like... A couple weeks ago, we had our first date night in months. Yeah. And it was, we called it a date night. It was actually, we went and did a photography shoot. <gasps> Which was super fun. And we were socially distanced and bathed in sanitizer and all of that stuff. <laughs> but but um, we went and did this photo shoot. And so we're in downtown Georgetown, Texas, which is a cute little town square. One, one of Danielle's favorite places in the whole world. happy place. And... You know, after we're done, like we noticed while we were shooting, there's nobody around. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's open. But after we were done. We're like, oh, let's get dinner. Okay, let's go to, oh, no, that place is closed. Let's go to, let's go to, let's go to, let's go to. And like every place is either closed or maybe they have takeout. Yeah. Um, And we were like, oh, my gosh, what do we do for a date night if we're not going out someplace? Okay. If we're not getting food or going to a movie or, you know, going out. And it was like. Our date nights are so built around going out, yeah, out of the house and spending a lot of money <laughs> on a babysitter, on the food, on the event, on the tickets, on the movie, on the whatever. Yeah. And we're like, "Wait. Whoa." Like there was this this uh, epiphany. Yeah. About is that what a date night is? Yeah. And we've well, talked about date nights before. Spending but... money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I think it's I think it's a normal thing to wanna, you know, do something special, mm-hmm. go out on a date night. Um, but I, I wanna ask ourselves too, is like, what is the purpose of our date night? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, you know, maybe it's like it's oh, to we... escape the kids. Well, <laughs> that's all valid. If we're if we're being honest, like there's a certain amount of escapism. Like this is where sure. this all started. Because we're we're out and we're like, there's nothing to do. There's no place to go, and that's fine. That's great. Everyone's being safe and yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I didn't hold it. But it made me start thinking. It made us start thinking. So we ended up we got takeout pizza from our, one of our favorite places and sat, sat on the sat out on the street, right? And um, you know, we started talking about this. Like, hey. We spend money, mm-hmm. we leave the house, we go and move about to escape. And yeah. think about how ingrained, how programmed we are to do that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go run an errand. I'm going to go to Target or Kohl's or Costco yeah. or the grocery store or the yeah. sporting goods store. Or escape the whatever. and spend money. <laughs> and and it's, it's about spending money, right? So if you take the spending money out of it, is it still a date night? Is it still escape? Is it still... Um, does it make sense? And it's almost like, no. Well, and, and so then we started talking about like, well, then, then if we don't do that, then what do we do? Yeah, we start watching TV shows all the time and eating lots of food. 
Of course. And sleeping, <laughs> right? Taking naps and sleeping and everything. And th- these things are fine. They're healthy. But, but we're watching shows about people building their dream houses. Okay, or, I want to... Or going on great adventures or having interesting lives. I'm just going to say this. I don't think it's always escapism to go out on a date night. No, because Because you have to, like, I think at a certain point, I know there are people out there that are marriage experts that will say you have to go on a date night once a week. It's and a great idea. It, it is a great idea. Unless it just becomes a checked box. Yeah. Unless it becomes like an obligatory thing and you're like, oh, we do dinner in the movie or we do this mm-hmm. or we do that. Um, it's great to have that on your schedule. I don't know that it's great to continue to do something um, just to the point of spending money or there's, saying there, you yeah. did it. <laughs> there's a difference between a commitment and an obligation. And I think yeah. being committed to date night is a great commitment. Yeah. A commitment yeah, yeah. is something right. where you go, hey, I know this is good. And when we do it, we feel more intimacy and connection. We have fun and adventure. We get on the same page. We're feeling feeling like more of a team. It's yeah. good. I'm committed to doing it because I know that the fruit of it is good. Yeah. Obligation is we do it because we think we have to, We but we're supposed to, we should, <laughs> we're shamed into it. We're obligated to do it. Or somebody one, told us if you go on a date night every week, everything will be great. Or the one spouse wants to do it. And the other person is just getting brought along for, mm-hmm. because they feel bad or something. To which like I that. would say, you know, that's not always bad. What? Like, you know, suck it up and go and have some fun with your spouse. If, if they're, Ooh, yeah, have, fu- like have enter fun. their world. And on the other side of it is, Hey, maybe if you're the one that always designs the date nights, maybe invite some feedback from your spouse. Anyway. So, it went from this idea of date nights and spending money and escaping. And then we started thinking about how much escapism we have going on in our lives right now Mm. with TV and food and, and all this stuff. And then like, it's normal, but then, then we're thinking about like what specifically a lot of stuff about watching TV and Mm -hmm. movies about people having interesting lives, right? Mm -hmm. People having great relationships and doing fun things and, and reaching their dreams and all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, like, why aren't we doing that? Yeah. Like we're watching people have interesting lives instead of having an interesting life. Because our definition of an interesting life is going to the store and spending money. You're going to a restaurant and spending money, (laughs) which isn't all that interesting. Like food is great and different food is great. And, uh, you know, uh, you know what? Fantastic. But like it's how many TV shows do you really watch where you're like, oh, I really enjoy watching this person eat their 19th burger from whatever burger franchise they're going to. Mm-hmm. Nobody. It's, it's about adventure. It's about fun. For some people, escape, escapism is TV. For some, like we said, it's drugs or pornography or alcohol or sleep or sex or whatever it is. And here's the thing. Escapism is ordinary. Everybody does it. Mm-hmm. We all hit that point where we just want to check out. Mm-hmm. And that's not even necessarily a bad thing until it becomes a pattern that's robbing you of the life that you really want, that's robbing your spouse of the marriage that they deserve, that's robbing you of the family and the marriage that you deserve. When I escapism think, starts being a thief, that's the problem. Yeah, and, and I think, too, it's all about a level of consciousness yeah. for yourself. Um, and if you're able to check in with yourself, because like you're saying, like if you sit down and 
have a glass of wine. Is that escapism? Not necessarily. <laughs> you know, uh, when you're at the bottom of a bottle for the third day in a row, is that escapism? Probably. Um, yeah. So it, it's one of those things where if you have a level of consciousness or your spouse does, if you can mm-hmm. do like a quick check-in, like am I just escaping life or am I being restored? Yeah. I think that's the key, the key that you want to... So, so here's the connective thread. We're talking about this idea of stop escaping your life and build a life that you don't want to escape. Yeah. Right? That's a good stuff. The problem is when we aren't living interesting, engaging, fulfilling, rewarding lives of meaning and impact, we start to create drama, especially in our relationships, especially in our marriages. And the result of that drama becomes very quickly discord, Mm -hmm. isolation, disconnection, and that discord eventually leads to Di- real disconnection or divorce, like straight up. And, and, and here's the thing. If you Google it right now, you search, it's, it's in the news. The divorce rates are projected to go through the roof in the next 12 to 24 months Yep, because of quarantine, because people are at home. Facing their crap. They're facing their crap or they're not. Yeah. <laughs> right? The, the divorce lawyers are just expecting it. They're building up their practices, preparing for it. And, and it's a very, it's a, it's a reality. And it, it, like to say that, is that extreme? Like if you don't have more fun and adventure together, you're going to get a divorce. Is it extreme? I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a powerful illustration. Mm. But, but the fact of the matter is that the drift of life is always toward isolation. The drift in a marriage is always toward isolation. You're always going to try to escape and move back towards your own space. Well, and too, it, it's a... If you're building in these habits uh, right now, because you're like in survival mode or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, like you're building these habits like, okay, I drink, I drink this much wine every day or I do, you know, yeah. porn or whatever it is. Um, it's not like when you're able to go back to your job or, you know, I, I say this in air quotes, like resume normal life. Cause I don't think that's really going to be a thing. Um, when you're able to go back to normal life, can you just shut that off? If I'm used to drinking four glasses of wine a night, uh, is that easy to shut off? If I'm used to yeah. like hitting up porn sites every day, is that something that's easy to shut off yeah. when I have my job back and everything? The answer is no, 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 it's not. You're well, it, that's the stuff, thing it is, ends up, you're, like I said, being a thief, robbing you of time, energy, money, life, you're relationship. Putting, you're putting things in place. You're putting a routine in place, whether you realize you're doing it or not. Yeah. You're putting a routine in you're place habits. that will last. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking about this. Um, it, we're in this season of change and challenge and, and chaos and unpredictability and stress. Sure. And it's, we're in the middle of this pandemic crisis right now. It's May of 2020 as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of this thing. And challenge puts a light on character, on mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. How you respond in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, I was sitting this morning talking with our, our, one of our daughters yeah. about this. I'm tired of the... Of the homeschool thing. I, I Us just, too. I, like, we're, and I'm like, yeah, we're, I am too. But I just want it to be over. I said, and I get it. And it feels like summer now, like the weather's getting nice. And, the, you know, she's like, yes. I'm like, but here's the thing. It's not done yet. 
And as you push through and keep doing, keep up with your assignments and keep doing the work, you're building character. I need you to lean into a perspective of building resilience. Because when, I I said, when we face challenges like this, Mm -hmm. where we have to do things that we don't want to do, and we do them anyway, we grow. Mm -hmm. We become better people. We become stronger, more resilient It's like in this season, no matter what, whether it's homeschool or whether it's, you know, looking for jobs or whatever it is, it's like we have to be very conscious of the choices that we're making. Even though we may not think we're making choices, we are making choices by not making a choice. Yeah. So we have to be intentional about the choices and the habits and all that stuff that we're putting in place right now. So here's the deal. Um, we, we've put together a little, a few things to, to help you kind of stop escaping your life and start building a life that you don't want to escape. I love it. Number one, figure out who the heck you are. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, nine years ago, 10 years ago, I went through, a a a coaching intensive called the Braveheart Intensive. I became one of the facilitators. It's Mm -hmm. something, it's a part of the coaching work that I do. Now, um, but I came back from that awakened to this idea of aligning my life with the values, with the identity, with the purpose that I have. Yeah. And doing that in a way that um, builds my, my marriage. Right. Uh, serves my family and uh, serves my career, my, my life, my community, and so on. And, um, you know, it started out with this idea of identity. Who am I? What's important to me? Like, what are, what's really important to me? Yeah. I like, I like the question when you're, when you're examining, because this can feel like a really big question. Like, who am I? I like the question, um, what makes me come alive or what lights me up or what do I get juiced about or however you want to say it? I don't know. That sounded kind of weird. Yeah. uh, Another way is, is when you're at your best, who are you? Mm, yeah, what are the too. qualities, the character, the personality traits that come out, the brilliance that gets shared with the world? And, and then I think what, what, what's available for the world? Like what happens when you show up that way? Figure that out and then do the stuff that gets you there, that equips you yeah. to, and energizes you to show up as your best. Yeah, I like that. Um, and also, so speaking of married people here, Um, Ask for what you need. Yes. Okay. So if you really do need some time to decompress and have a hot bath to yourself because having, you know, children running around screaming, I don't want to do that. And then the dogs, you know, squeaking his squeaky toy for the millionth time. Why did you buy him that stuff? The dog will just come up and just go. And then I look at Justin because he bought him. Okay, stop. He'll look right at me and just go. I I know. Okay, okay. Now Um, all of our listeners have turned off their podcast and (laughs) we have been canceled. Thank you. In order to ask for what you need, you have to know what you need. And the way to do that is to actually take a minute, take a pause, take a breath and check in with yourself and go, What's really going on here? Rather than just flipping on the TV and spending two hours staring at some show that you've seen a million times before. <gasps> Parks and Rec. Show, Parks and Rec, Burn Notice, <laughs> whatever. Um, take a minute, pause, ask God, what do I need today? 
Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, what is going on in here? That's why the check-in, the sachet check-in is in that seven secrets tool that we give away for free. You can do that with yourself, do it with your spouse, do it with your kids. Another way it's to, a powerful tool. to check in, know what's going on with you. Know what you need so that you can ask for what you need. And if you're, if you need kind of a list of what are some basic needs. Now, obviously, if I just said, hey, I need a bath, that doesn't really get to the the uh, heart of why yeah. I'm needing a bath. So if you want to yeah. really get to the heart of like, what are some of those relational needs that I'm having for my spouse? Um, you can actually check out episode 73. We had a whole conversation about yeah. relational needs um, that every person has. Yeah. And it was funny because you and I just did an you know, assessment this yeah. morning and we checked in and we're like, okay, well, what are your top three relational needs right now? And we each like circled our individual ones and two of them actually were the same and I don't know if that's just yeah, what, circumstantial or you, what you have well you and I both had affection yeah and respect yeah I also had appreciation yeah and I also had um acceptance mm-hmm. just for like for who I am so there's about eh, I think 10 to 12 relational there's needs. a top 10 relational so if you want to yeah. check in on that go ahead and listen to that episode and I think there's a little assessment that goes along with it too that you can check out so ask for but, what you need figure out yes. what, what's the relational need that's going on for you and it's not a needy thing it's no. not like oh I'm so needy I need you to meet all my needs no it's about being aware yeah. of it for yourself and of course you can express that to your partner as well so ask for what you need, um, you figure out what the, the need is, the relational need, or is it rest? Is it rest? What kind of rest? Mm-hmm. Is it, do I need a nap <laughs> or do I need to meditate? Right? Yeah. Do I need to sit in the sun and soak up some vitamin D? Do I need a break from all the noise going yeah. around, around me? Like some sensory rest. Yeah. So what kind of rest do you need? And then. Uh, the other way of fi- figuring out what you need in the moment is checking in with your values. Yeah, when you ask yourself that question, like, who am I when I'm at my best? Or what are those things that make me come alive? When you answer that, you're going to be pointed at mm-hmm. some of your personal values. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, it might be, I need some adventure. I need to hit the trail for an hour and a half. That's usually yours. Uh, even though it's raining outside. <laughs> I just I just need to be outside on dirt, under trees. Yes. It might be, um, it might be, I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't need to keep for giving one examples. of you. What's for, your value? What are your values and how do you honor them? Yeah. One of your, I want to say one of your values that I think that you sometimes need to tap into is motion. Like uh, this whole season sometimes has you feeling kind of stuck and yeah. you're like, Oh, I need some motion. Yeah. Um, uh, then the next the next thing is call forth your spouse. You guys, no, not call them out. Not call them out. Call them forth. Call forth. For you know what they value. You know where they come alive. You know the best in them. You know to some degree what their relational needs are, what mm-hmm. their love languages are, mm-hmm. what their values are, yeah. and you can you can call that forth. You can even try to meet some of those needs. It's not your responsibility mm-hmm. to meet all your spouse's needs. That's craziness. No. But you can try. You can offer a hand of acceptance, a word of encouragement. You know, you can offer to try to meet some of those needs. Check in with them. Ask them for what they need. 
Hey, yeah. babe, what do you need right now? I think that's such a powerful question yeah. that sometimes we forget. And if like, I, I know the tendency is when you see like your partners, you know, maybe in like a grumpy mood or they're kind of, you know, quiet or whatever you'd say, what's on your mind or mm-hmm. what are you thinking or something like that? Um, if you asked, what do you need instead? That's so powerful because sometimes it'll just prompt them to go, oh yeah, there's something going on. What, what do I need? Um, so it helps them and it helps you. Yeah. It helps both of you. So if we develop this relationship where we are tuning into each other's needs, values, um, all that, like if we're building a life that we don't want to escape, <laughs> what does it look like? Yeah. 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 Um, I think individually you have more confidence. Like I'm more confident. I have more peace, more patience, more, um, just emotional intelligence. Like it requires me to be in tune with myself. Like, yeah. And that's a good thing. And I think we become more connected to each other too. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I'm escaped, you're escaped. That's very isolating. Yeah. Um, when we're like, hey. Maybe we'll look up one day and you go, wait, where are you? What happened? Where have we been? <laughs> and Hi, who, hey, I'm Justin. And who are you? Who are you and why am I stuck with you at this or, point? Or, hey, baby, let's get, uh, let's get naked. And she looks at you and goes, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's try to not do that. Um, yeah, just a family where there's, you know, love and joy, respect, safety, courage, where your individual brilliance is celebrated. Like, Ooh, like I'm that. calling out the best in you. You're calling out the best in me. Um, and that translates to the kids, too, as well. And when you stop escaping and build a life that's, that you don't want to escape from, you start building a life of meaning and impact. Mm. You start living on mission. It's like a which ripple. Which means you'd start dumping the drama. Because remember, when you're not living on mission, you're creating drama. Mm, I and mean, dumping drama is one of the seven secrets. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. do want to grab the seven secrets of legendary marriages, <laughs> you can get it at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets for even more how you can apply some of these in your marriage. Yeah. All right. Hey, so do you, if you guys want something to kind of bring you together, mm-hmm. um, something where you aren't going to be like annoyed that everything is closed like we were that one night, we came up with a list of some fun things you can do together, even in quarantine. Yes. You can do these How things together. How many of the fun things involve the marital bed? Well, I didn't actually have this in, in, in our notes, but you there mean that was... wasn't on, there, on your list? Uh, one of the things was trying, uh, new sexting things, Mm. sexting each other. Mm. Are you thinking? Oh, I'm just thinking like (laughs) now our kids are always trying to get our phones and play with our phones and stuff. And so, you know, that's dicey. That might be, uh, it could be dicey. Maybe if your kids can't read yet, like maybe, (laughs) maybe, (laughs) I don't know. Let's get off. All right. So how about plan for future vacations? Sure. Like, okay, maybe you can't go to Hawaii tomorrow. Sure. But, like, start dreaming about, like, what are the things you want to do? What do you want to see? Um, how about a new hobby? Mm. You want to take up macrame? I was thinking things? mountain biking. Oh, mountain biking? Yes. Mm, sounds a little treacherous. Maybe we might need to think of something else. All right. How about we'll reading? We'll put the girls on the, the Wii ride thing that goes behind the bike and... That is Hold very- on, kids! No. Um, read a book together? 
We could read a book together. So it's all about growing together, having some fun together. Um, And hey, if you want to have more of this conversation that we started, um, we're also going to be continuing this in our free community on Facebook. So hit us up at legendarymarriage.com slash community. And now the Talk About It segment of the show. Each week we challenge you to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. Okay, here is your conversation starter question. What's something we'd like to do together, regardless of any outside restrictions? Hmm. I think we need to look up that Kama Sutra. Oh my gosh, the 400. We're going to need like a bucket of lube. Oh my gosh. And a bucket. (laughs) I don't know. All right, that's it for today's show. Uh, We've started a conversation here. Hope you'll join us in the community on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please tap the share button in your podcast app and send it to your friends. All right. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Leave an honest review on the show on Apple Podcasts to get automatic episode updates when we release a new episode. Those reviews really help us uh, when it comes to the ranking of the show. And we read every single one of them that we get. Uh, We're always looking for good feedback to make the show better. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you... Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.